Hello, what's up, podcast family? This is Dilshan, your host. I'm joined here with my co-host, Herman Tucker. And today we had the amazing pleasure to interview our this amazing guest. Her name is Althea Lawton-Thompson. Althea Lawton-Thompson has earned her nickname, The Renaissance Woman. And she is the president of a thriving corporate wellness company, as well as an author, life coach, DJ, and MC. She's also a motivational speaker and a media personality. She leads annual wellness and adventure retreats throughout the U.S., the Caribbean, and Africa. She's also the author of a book called Writing 20, which is about the 20 most important lessons Althea learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship. Um, and she released this book on the 20th anniversary of her layoff from corporate America. It was, her, it was a book about her reflection on her journey through life and what entrepreneurship has taught her and just what all the, what all the challenges in life and all the blessings have taught her. So here we go. Thank you for tuning in. Good. Yeah. All right. So, how's everyone's day going? Fantastic. My day's going pretty well. Oh, actually, this morning, this, I sit in the front row in class, and this girl was just on her phone, and we sit in the front row. It's kind of disrespectful, so I was kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> now, why were you allowing that to distract you and affect your energy? Well, she was right next to me. So, so yeah. it's like, you don't think it's, you think it's your problem that she was on the phone, or do you think it's hers? Why are you affected by what she was doing? I don't know. It was, you know? It's just a distraction. Somebody told me that the other day because I hate like when people like when they eat they um, make that it. noise. Yeah, and I'm uh-huh. and somebody was like, "Why are you letting it affect you?" That's their mouth, and I'm like, "I yeah. guess you're right." You got to change your focus. Yeah, and your attention. I guess you're, you're right. It makes sense. <laughs> you got to redirect the energy. So I guess that negative energy is not not the key. Well, Ms. Althea, thank you for being on the show today. Thank um, you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your, about your background, your story from, from the beginning all the way to now, if you can? Do we have enough time for all that? Well, just, you know, summarize it into, like, okay. let's say five minutes. Okay. All right, all right. We'll do just, less than five minutes. We'll do less than five minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm a wife, 22 years. I'm a mom, two kids. One is 20, one is 16. Um, one in college, one in high school. And I had no idea any of that was going to take place. My plan when uh, I was in high school was to get the hell away from where I was. I just didn't want to be. I was living in Orlando. We'd moved to a lot of different cities before that, Houston, Texas, and Indianapolis, and Columbia, South Carolina, for corporate moves for my dad. And um, I just knew Orlando wasn't for me. It felt small. And uh, I went to business school, Florida A&M University, very proud Rattler, and graduated with honors the way you're supposed to do, and I'm making air quotes for people who can't see us. (laughs) All the conditioned thoughts is what I had. Graduated from high school with honors, had a full scholarship to college, graduated on time in four years, um, worked some of the time that I was in college, had internships and finance and auditing jobs with Sears in Chicago, worked on the 66th floor of the Sears Tower. And, um, you know, when I graduated, I had a good job with GE and financial services, and they moved me around from state to state. 
So again, Ohio, Virginia, ended up in Maryland. And when they offered me a layoff four years later, it was like the best thing that probably happened in my life. That's when I got to start my fitness business. And immediately, uh, one of my clients had me on television, maybe six months after I had gotten certified. And uh, the next thing you know, I was like a TV personality. Uh, so, you know, long story short, I have six videos. I had a chance to travel internationally with the fitness business. I had a regular television show, cable fitness show. Um, hosted some talk shows um, and then even got bored with that. So I wrote a couple of books. Uh, one is a fiction book that has nothing to do with fitness or corporate America. It's just fiction and full of sex and fun, exciting things. Uh, Herman, you know about that book, right? Yeah, I wrote the first chapter. Yeah, <laughs> the first <laughs> chapter was juicy. It's a good first chapter. And then um, uh, I decided I wanted to be a DJ. So I went to DJ school and started DJing uh, a couple of years ago and have already been doing that internationally and um, working with one of the gubernatorial candidates as her DJ for her, the election. And so it's awesome to be able to try all these different things to find things that speak to me mm-hmm. and my energy and still work with the first thing I said. I'm a wife of 22 years and a mom to two sons, but I didn't let any one thing stop something else from existing. That's awesome. Did I do it in less than five minutes? I think you did. Yeah, All right, awesome. At the time, so at the time you talked about you being laid off from GE, at the time you were laid off, was it instantly something you were happy about or was there a time that you were like, oh my God, I don't have a job, I don't have any money, things like that? Uh, were you it, scared? It was both of them in equal measure. Okay. And they were both extremes. So the whole fear of I'm not going to have benefits mm-hmm. or how am I going to how am I going to pay these bills or should I go back to corporate? And my husband and I just laughed about this yesterday. I was laid off and for a month I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm off, I'm free mm-hmm. and I just spent all that time in the gym and teaching classes and then a month later I was like, oh shit. I'm free, and I went and uh, did an interview. I, I put on the black dress and the pumps and the pantyhose, and I was miserable all the way to the interview. And the interview sucked. And when it was over and I left, I was mad at myself for going back to do something that I knew was not for me. And I took the pantyhose off in the car, balled them up, threw the pumps in the back. I never wore those shoes again. I never wore that dress again. I never went on another business-focused interview again. I just knew that wasn't right. Mm -hmm. So you asked, you know, was it instantaneous joy or did you have fear? Yeah, they were both right there together, but the fear just, I couldn't let that dictate my next moves, you know, Mm because I would have been miserable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's what I talk about all the time. It's one of my big focuses is people letting other people dictate what they should do in life and that's mm-hmm. my big thing like I don't I don't believe anybody should make your <clears throat> important decisions in your life by yourself yeah you know yeah. like my parents expect of me to go to school and all that but I realized it's not my path 
And I've decided hence, to do my thing. Hence yes. the quotation marks, <laughs> yeah. Mark, yeah. what you're supposed to do. That's right. What we're conditioned to do. Mm-hmm. And I think if we took those conditions away, like you all are the age of, of my sons, right? Mm-hmm. If, if we took all the conditioning away from me, then I wouldn't have put those conditions on you if you were my sons, right? You all would be free to do the things that you're gifted to do, that you're talented to do, and you wouldn't have anything hindering you, and you would just soar. You'd be amazing, and you already are amazing, right? Because you're stepping out and doing what you want to do. You're Mm -hmm. finding what you want to do. Just imagine what it could have been if you had it from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. from the age of seven. (laughs) How do you think parents should go about that by instilling that into their kids more? You know, it's, it's going to be different for every parent. I, I'd be crazy to think I'm going to sit here and, and tell um, parents from a Kenyan background, an Indian background, a Chinese background, an African-American background, what you should tell your kids. We all have different cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Religion gets, Absolutely. you know, plays a part for a lot of people. Um, but one thing that I, I think is universal is let each of us be who we are. I can't dictate to either of my sons what they should or shouldn't do because they're unique individuals. They have some of my DNA and they have some of my husband's DNA and our genetics play a part, but each of you are unique individuals. And if I'm your mom, the only thing I can do is be there as a support when you need me. What guidance can I give you when you're ready to ask the question? But once you're like 18, fly, little bird. And, and I think if parents would allow their kids to fly and fall down mm-hmm. and make mistakes and get hurt and learn lessons from that, I think it would serve you all well. Um, parents in my age group tend to be helicopter parents, and we don't want you all to get scratched or bleed. But, you know, when you break down muscles, they build up really strong. And sometimes I think we as humans need to be humbled and broken down so we can build back up strong. Absolutely. I think failure is one of the most important things about life. You have to. It's the best way to learn. A teacher can tell you, but failing and getting back up on your own, best teacher in life. 100%. I have to kind of look for failure now, in a sense. Like, I I want to be hurt, in a sense. Because you learn the lesson so much better. If it's all easy, that also takes some of the fun out of it. Mm -hmm. And I know... that it's to people who are in a safe lifestyle, to say that sounds ridiculous, but I mean, you gotta ride the bike and fall down. You're not gonna take off the training wheels and just whiz down the street and never fall. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the journey, just getting there. The journey, yeah. man, that's the excitement. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, it's the journey. I mean, the result's gonna be there, but if you enjoy the journey, that's what's gonna make it fun. But let me tell you, how many times have you known what your result is going to be? You plan it out, you know what you envision it to look like, Mm -hmm. but how many times has it turned out the way you planned it and thought it would be? Never. Barely, never. (laughs) That's the fun part about it. Yeah, You can never expect it to be anything, but it'll kind of just work out. Yeah. As long as you try it, that's my thing. As long as you try to do it, and then it doesn't matter what's the end result, because it's going to be a result. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow it always finds a way to work out, always. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, at the time that you were, um, where I'm going back to the whole laid off part, right? Okay. At the time you were laid off, um, were there people in your life that supported you or were there people that actually kind of were like, no, you need to go back to corporate and you need to work? Because I'm sure that's what would happen to me if I was in that, if that was me. 
Or did you have people that were like, no, you should definitely go out and do your own thing? Or was it a mixture of both? And if there were people that put you down, how did you deal with it? My husband was the biggest supporter of go out there and do it. He was number one. And I really can't think of anyone else outside of him who was like, go, don't look back, don't hesitate, don't do interviews. We got it. He was like the only one mm-hmm. I can think of. My mom was scared. Althea, think about what would happen if you're out there on your own. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really worried about you, Althea. <laughs> uh, I think that's just a mom thing. We can't help but yep. do that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I had some peers, friends that were like, what, you're going to give up that good job and your benefits? to?" Because I kind of had an option with my layoff. It wasn't one of those where, hey, we're getting rid of this and you're gone. It was, you've moved with us four times. We'd like for you to move with us a fifth time. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it was, if you don't move, then you're laid off. Gotcha. And I just didn't want to move again. Mm-hmm. That's a lot you know? of moving. Yeah. yeah. And I like to move, mm-hmm. um, but at that time, Maurice, Big Maurice, my husband, Maurice Thompson, he was my fiance, and he had just left his job to come to Maryland so we could start our marriage and our family. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, all right, stop what you've just started and let's move again. Mm, nah, mm-hmm. and I knew I was kind of tired of the corporate thing. So some of the people were saying, yeah, make the move, keep chasing the money and have the security I had a lot of people say that mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't matter to me I had to follow my heart awesome. yeah. yeah I think um, yeah we just talked about the fact that some people did support you but how did you was it was it ever a time where you were just like maybe I should go back and just people just that one time when I went for that interview okay and it took that one interview for mm-hmm. me to say, just wasn't for you. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a lot of like financial burden to deal with at the time? Or was it something that even if it didn't work, were you scared that it might not work out for you? Like taking the step on your own? Okay, so I'm hesitating because there were so many thoughts and so many things that happened. Mm-hmm. So let's go through them one by one. The first thing is the layoff was in the form of a severance package. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that always is a nice cushion for someone who just wants to test the waters and mm-hmm. see. If it didn't work out, I could always go back to corporate. I had severance for about six to nine months. After the severance ended, I had unemployment. So as long as I was continuing to look for something, and I'll just be honest, I was doing bogus stuff just to continue getting the unemployment. I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And then, um, with insurance in terms of benefits, it continued for a full year, and then I had COBRA after that. So really, all of the insurance was covered, and then my husband ended up getting a good corporate job before the year and a half even ended with the COBRA, so then we were taken care of with benefits. So I don't think we were ever in that position where where our where how will we pay the next bill we, we never got to that mm-hmm. and I was never in the mindset that we ever would I think that we manifest our reality by our thoughts mm-hmm. and our beliefs it never occurred to me that I would not be able to take care of myself with my talents and gifts I just really think I'm a smart chick 
and I don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. I think it, so I just feel like I'll always be able to take care of myself. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's the. Did that answer the question? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know the reason I ask is I know I deal with a lot of. um, Hey man, it's just a valet company. Maybe you should go back to school. Hey man, it's just. I think school is. I you know I come from a. Yeah, I, I come from a you know background where my parents didn't have much and you know so they're the only way they know to escape education is education and I've kind of left that behind and now I'm kind of on my own and like when I told my mom I was gonna drop out like it was a whole like scene she was probably broke her heart yeah I did she was crying and I was like hey mom like you gotta if you want me to be happy this is the route I have to take I can always go back to school this doesn't work out I mean I've failed five other businesses before I can always go back to school you know I've known, like, since I was, like, 10, 11, that this is my path. I enjoy the grind of getting up every morning, putting those 12, 13, 14, 15 hours it is, and just working every day. I love it. And I being enjoy creative it. while you do it. And being a leader and just training mm-hmm. people and just knowing that there's people that kind of just, that kind of like, that, that, inf- that are influenced by what you do. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's a fun, it's a fun environment for me. Like, I wouldn't change it for a thing. I don't make any money and I love it. Really because you will. I will, exactly. That's, that's, that's the my thing. Thought. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have to say this. For anyone that's listening that is not an entrepreneur currently, I think there's this, this misconception that you start your business, you hang out your shingle, you put up your website, and you just start making money. <laughs> uh, hello? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen for maybe a year to two years. I mean, unless you're just one of those people that, you know, the universe does things. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time with the right person and mm-hmm. you're prepared and it just happens. Mm-hmm. And that happens to us all the time. It happens mm-hmm. to me. Um, but then there, there's the other side of it where you, you got to put the time in. You're mm-hmm. not going to get to the four-hour work week mm-hmm. in the first week. Like the four-hour work week is <laughs> several weeks away and then you're in the four-hour work week. Absolutely. Or even years, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be yeah. nice. It, it's yeah. a few years. And I wrote that in, in the book that, mm-hmm. you know, and you asked me, Dilshan, before we started this, about my yoga studio. Um, I, I say in the book, I took no salary all four years that that studio was open. All four years. And it's because I opened in an economic downturn. These are things that are real. And I think we get so caught up in what other people are going to think how you know what kind of impression am i making by doing this how does it look you just cannot care you mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. just be so confident within yourself and surround yourself with peers that are confident in you too you know to, to get to the four hour work week i think a lot of people also look at what other people have mm-hmm. and they try to do the same thing what they have yeah but it's more like you're doing it for yourself, so you shouldn't look at what other people have because not everyone's on the same journey. That's right. Yeah. It's not meant for me to have what you have, and then I'm going to have some things that you won't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes the impact's more important than the money. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Would you, if like we just talked about the whole like you put up a website, you start making money, what people's thought is, would you even want that if that was an option? To do what? Open like another like physical? start a business and it, instantly it's successful. Would you want that? I, I actually answered that, that question a long time ago. A friend of, of my, a friend and I were discussing me building the studio from ground up. It was an empty warehouse, mm-hmm. and I built it the way I visualized it in my mind. 
And he asked, why didn't you just go into a space where a studio already existed? You could have saved about $80,000 on build out. Mm -hmm. And then you wouldn't be in this financial situation. And I said, but where's the fun in that? Like my studio was literally my dream coming out. It's like it was a living thing. Anybody Mm -hmm. who went in that studio, they could feel it. They would tell you that. And there's a dance studio in there now. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how they've kept the energy. It's like they feel the energy that I put in it, that I birthed out of it. Mm -hmm. It's just not fun to be successful right away. Where's the joy in that? Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy. It's mm-hmm. like the opposite of what everybody thinks, but I don't know. I wouldn't want it. If, if, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I feel like if you become successful overnight, you haven't really learned anything. Like, you have, yeah. Like, if something happens like two years from now where you're like, you're in a downfall, you then won't know what? how to pick yourself back up. It's like being a trust fund kid. Yep. Yeah. You never you're had so, That's right. And then you get out there and something bad happens to you, and now you're suicidal. And, you know, I wouldn't want that for my kid. So I have to kind of push Maurice and Malik, my two boys. I got to push them out there. Yep. I'm the mom that says, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. good luck. Let me know how that goes. If you bleed, I got some tea tree oil at home. <laughs> we could put it on there and heal it. Yeah, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You just get back up and try something else. It's not the end of the yep. world. You got some place to go. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things to try too, especially like now in this age. Like you can just go and just do something. Anything, because yeah. technology. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you what. If technology was 20 years ago the way it is now, <laughs> I, I just I can't even like my mind exploded with possibilities of what I could have done then. Just thinking like the TV shows and the videos and how tedious it was to do that and how expensive Mm -hmm. it was to do it now we're just sitting here creating this with Mm -hmm. a camera and a snowball and a macbook yep and then recording on the phone (laughs) right and then i'm going to take that phone and i'm just going to do this with my thumb for one hour and i've got a video so we edited a video get out of here it's (laughs) unbelievable herman i want to ask you a question Mm -hmm. so you're doing the college thing yeah. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. How does that feel on you, honestly? I mean, some days when I go to class, I'm like, why am I even here? Like, the stuff I'm learning, like, I feel like there's no point in me learning. Like, some chemistry thing, so I was like, when am I ever going <laughs> to use this? Because, like, I want to go in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. so, like, why do I need to know about bonds or, like, boiling point when, when yeah. I just want to learn about fitness? Like, the only class that made sense to me so far is anatomy. Cause, anatomy was yeah. great. Yeah. Anat- anatomy and some biology, class. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. But, like, everything else, like, I understand what's the point. Like, I feel like we should just focus on things that we should just know instead of, like, all the broader things. Well, business, the business classes will yeah, pay business. off, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I said that also in, in the book, that I think n- no matter who you are or what you do, there are some business principles that you really just should learn. Some basic finance yeah. things, some legal things based on where you live. Um, business law would be like really helpful. Maybe some psychology, understanding how people think, and mm-hmm. sociology, and some cultural things. But outside of that, yeah, there's really no point. Some economics, maybe mm-hmm. stats. Mm-hmm. Communications was nice. I took that. Yeah, class. communications yeah. for sure. Public speaking, things like that. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like 
and I know there's some parents who are totally mad at me when I say this. I feel like you go on YouTube and that's, that's my thought. Yeah, like there's there's no point in going to class sometimes just learn well, everything. Well, I'm not because your mom and dad are gonna call me later. I'm not agreeing. I'm not co-signing. <laughs> the way I look at it is, if it's something you need to go to school for, then you should. Like, you want to yeah. be an attorney? I would want my attorney to go to school. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm my I need you to know everything you. Mm-hmm have to know yep. to cut me open yep, and right. to handle this legal issue yeah. for me. But if you're trying to be a music producer, there's no reason. Or you, you want to be a videographer, there's no reason in my mind you need to go to school. At the end of the day, school's a business. So I'll tell you this, when I decided to go to DJ school, my DJ friend said, why'd you even waste your money and your time going to that school? I could have shown you everything. So I went to his house and you know, asked him to show me some things. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why I needed to go to the school. They, they had a methodology of breaking every small thing down that someone who's been doing something for a long time, you don't even think about this small thing anymore. But it's important to me because I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that I went to that six-week course for that one thing. Do I need to go to a four-year university or a two-year university for that? No way. But six weeks of really getting in and having someone break everything down for me bit by bit and answer my questions, for sure. And I think that was better than YouTube because I got to play around with different um, equipment and and software and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So to your point, I would definitely go to classes for specific things. Yeah, Yeah, courses I understand, but my, my thought on school is like it's... Especially if you're collecting debt to go to school. Like, it makes yeah, no don't. sense. It makes it's no like, sense. Don't. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're going to school to be an entrepreneur... You can't <laughs> go to school to be yeah. an entrepreneur. You don't learn anything. Yeah. You can't. You can go to school to learn, like I said, some of those basic finance things, communication, like you yeah. mentioned, um, some legal things. Those are things all entrepreneurs should know. Marketing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but entrepreneurship is in here. Mm-hmm. Drug dealers are the best entrepreneurs yep, in I, the world. I agree 100%. The best ones in the world. And I am absolutely not advocating drug dealing at all. Okay, It kills people in our communities. It has torn you know, members of my family apart. So I'm not saying that. I'm talking about it practically from the concept of entrepreneurship. They manage so many people and all these different personalities and egos. Mm-hmm. They, um, I, I mean, they yeah. understand yeah. geography and yep. just setups and layers and mm-hmm. hierarchies. Stomach for risk. Yeah. Big stomach for risk. I don't have that kind of stomach. I couldn't sell drugs. That's and I've considered it. Understanding honest, the legal system. Yeah. Understanding the legal system is very important to a drug dealer. You need to know all of the police rules and what they can do and what they can't do and mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to court and and then they know like all the shifts and everything like when to go to that spot and when not to mm-hmm. that's I mean best entrepreneurs in the world that's a teacher right there yep. you need to get a drug dealer <laughs> on a podcast on a podcast I'll work on it get ch- oh, we won't boat. videotape we won't videotape <laughs> we'll do the voice we'll blur out recognition the thing yeah <laughs> we'll blur out the face and try that I have one in mind we'll have See? them on next week See? there you go <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I think 
I think like what I would like recommend if somebody is is selling drugs to make money. I mean, maybe why not apply those same principles to I don't know flipping something rate. else. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Buying that, s- that's yeah what I would yeah. say. Like going on Craigslist again, like free stuff and just mm-hmm. flipping it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going to garage sales, grabbing stuff and flipping it, or selling things that people need more than something that's so detrimental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or because sometimes people need things, but they don't want it. So that's still not good from, um, you know, the consumer and supply and demand standpoint. But maybe finding what people want that's healthy and good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're all trying to do. You're finding the, an area where there's a demand and you can fill the gap that nobody else is filling. Mm-hmm. Sure. What, what, what tips would you give somebody that's dreams of being an entrepreneur? But, yeah, go ahead. What, what tips would you give somebody from you as you being somebody that's built successful businesses in the past? What, like, let's say three tips you would give somebody. Like um, the most important basics. Talk to any and everyone. Mm-hmm. No one's below mm-hmm. you. No one's above you. No one's too hard to get to. Talk to everyone. Because um, everything's an opportunity. Um, don't be scared to fall. Get cut a little bit. Um, I think you, that's a hard one for that, That's a hard one, but it's a must. I mean, it's not going to work if you don't take a risk and fall mm-hmm. down. Um, and I, I think start really uh, dissect human nature. Because you got to sell to someone. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is about finding a way to sell something. We, As an entrepreneur, you have to understand the way people think and how they operate and how they purchase whatever it is that you're selling. And if you don't understand that, just go ahead and keep working for someone. Let someone else do your thinking for you. Um, but those will probably be the, the top three. Yeah, those are great principles. How important do you think it is to have positive thoughts and manifesting what you want? It's everything. Uh, yeah. How important is it, do you think, to like cut out the negative people in your life? It is everything, period, and stop. Mm-hmm. It is everything. I start every day with meditation. Um, I don't care if someone cuts me off. I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to be upset. They probably have a bad situation happening. I don't. So it's all good. Trying to be empathetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only person I can control, and I can't even control her a lot of times, is me. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one. Whatever you say and I don't like it, okay. Yep. I, I can only control my reaction to what you've said. I can't control what you say, yep. right? Yep. So um, I would absolutely push for distancing yourself from anyone that's holding you back from your dream. And unfortunately, sometimes those are the people closest to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you can have distance without cutting someone off. It's yep. a respectful and a loving distance with family members. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to share everything with everyone. I don't share everything with everybody. It's not necessary. 100% the same way. Yep. But if they're, you know, my peer set, sometimes they're 25-year-olds. I'm 47. Sometimes they're 67-year-olds. Age doesn't mean anything to me. Race, religion, gender, ethnicity, it doesn't mean anything to me. If you're positive, we're going in the same direction, and we got something to talk about, let's get together and make something happen. 100%. Big on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. 
How, how important um, was like meditation to your success? How long ago did you start that? And like, 100%. what was the journey of starting that? 100% um, shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 180, total 180 once I started doing that. Um, I've been teaching yoga for a long time, since 1998 or 99. Um, and my initial journey into yoga was physical. It was all asana, all poses, all on the mat. It's how strong can you be? How flexible can you be? Um, Yoga has nothing to do with that. That's like one little bitty piece. Yoga is really about like a unity of everything. The things that are inside, the things that are outside, nature, um, the moon and the sun and rotations and our universe and even beyond that and coincidences and all of that. And uh, about five years ago, uh, I had something happen spiritually that didn't have anything to do with religion. So when I say spiritual, I mean spiritual. I don't mean religion. Mm -hmm. And I don't really subscribe to any organized religion. They all sound good to me, and they all have challenges, right? Um, But something spiritual happened. And uh, I might talk about it in that book. I think I did in the last chapter. But that's when I started waking up naturally at like 4.30 and 5 o'clock in the morning and just felt the need to go outside when it was raining or snowing or hot and cold and bugs biting or nothing. And I could feel things and know things. And a lot of the fear started dropping away and I just started taking risks and doing things. And things began to expand and flourish and become abundant Mm -hmm. in ways that I had tried physically to make things happen and it didn't work. But when I stopped trying and let go, it did. And I think it's because of that meditation and that becoming one with everything, with you and that plant and the space and the snowball, just becoming one with everything. Yeah, I know meditations helped me greatly because I, I deal a lot with um, anxiety. I've generalized yeah. anxiety disorder and I have, mm-hmm. I have like obsessive compulsive thoughts. Yeah. I used to at least. And like meditation has impacted that amazingly. Mm-hmm. Like it's changed mm-hmm. my life for the better. And like anybody that's dealing, in my opinion, dealing with anxiety or anything of that nature, try meditation. If it doesn't for work sure. out, try for, for a month. Sure. Try 10 minutes a day. If it doesn't work I mean, out, what, stop. what would it hurt? Yeah, exactly. you're not sure. doing anything but sitting still and closing your eyes and listening and, and yep. not listening. Yep. You know? Yep. Is this something you do, like, first thing in the morning? or is? And then sometimes at night, I feel like the moon is calling me, and so I go out at night. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful to look at the stars, you know? Yep. Yeah. And yep. the star constellations are different all over the world, so, you know, it's awesome to do that in Thailand or Costa Rica and mm-hmm. see, hey, there's no Little Dipper here. What's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, it's, it's just something about being still and not thinking so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a morning routine you follow every day? Um, yeah, something? I do. Um, mm-hmm. Every morning I get up pretty early. I don't use alarm clocks and I don't wear watches or any of that. So my body just kind of feels when it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go outside, doesn't matter where I am. Um, and I sit still and I'm quiet. And when I'm done, I come in. I don't look at time. Okay. But I will tell you that usually it's about 45 minutes to an hour. And... Uh, um, if I have time, I'll go for a walk. I really like to speed walk, walk jog. Um, you know, I'll do the track at your high school, Herman, and run the bleachers, do some push-ups and some lunges. 
Um, like I said, I'm not big on yoga. I do yoga because I teach yoga. Mm -hmm. So every day I go and teach a yoga class, and that's the only time I'll do physical yoga on a mat. Mm -hmm. um, Pilates, I'm big on that too. Really good for the core strength and posture. And then, uh, you know, I do whatever work I have on the computer. I like putting together webinars and promotional videos. Maybe I'll have like a DJ set I need to get ready for and get my music ready. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm putting together a retreat in another country and I'm communicating with people in a different time zone. Uh, and then it's people time. You know, mm -hmm. I like to hook up with people and go out for drinks, go out for dinner, just sit and talk. Yes. I'm not the one to be out with you at dinner and have my cell phone or taking pictures of my meal. I'm yeah. not really I'm big like on that. that. Yep. Uh, I'd rather look you in the eye and kind of feel your energy. Mm -hmm. So nighttime is for people. Awesome. I've been trying the Aubrey Marcus one Yeah, me too. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aubrey Marcus. He's the founder and CEO of Onnit. Okay. He is like a morning routine. It's like. So you wake up, you drink water with like uh -huh, minerals. I do. Uh -huh. and, and with then, lemon and salt. Lemon, pink Himalayan sea salt. Okay. I've been doing it every day too, so that's how I know. I'll do um, mine with apple cider vinegar. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, Dude, apple cider burns my, like it feels like my insides are burning. It's very acidic, that's why. Yeah. But if you dilute it, e mm -hmm. even when you dilute it, it still does that? See, I didn't know I was supposed to dilute it for a while. Oh, you can, because I made y'all take yeah. shots, right? And yeah. drink it she raw. She used to make us take shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so good for you. But it is acidic for a lot of people. So you just take like maybe four ounces of water, take like maybe 15 milliliters of the apple cider vinegar, dilute it in the water, swish it and drink it. Gotcha. Okay. And it won't burn okay. and it has all the same health benefits. But go ahead, you were telling about Aubrey's yeah. morning. So he, 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 his morning routine is he wakes up every morning. This is what now Herman and I have been trying. So um, he'll have 12 ounces of water, okay. three, I believe it's three grams of pink Himalayan sea salt mm -hmm. and a squeezed lemon. Okay. Right? Yeah. Half, half, a, really half a squeezed lemon. Mm -hmm. And then he'll drink that, and then he'll go outside and stand in the sun like for five to ten minutes to wake up your circadian minutes. rhythm. Um, and um, I'm probably butchering all and of this Aubrey's right now. a smart man. Uh -huh. okay. And then uh, you come back, and then you either do yoga for ten minutes, mm -hmm. or you do like 23 burpees or something. Just yeah, yeah. something to get activity. your body moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get your blood flowing. And then he gets in the shower, and he does... Um, Probably take his cool showers. Take, starts off with the hot, and then, hot and then goes, and goes cold. To cold. But yeah, yeah he does the good. Wim Hof breathing method. Okay. I don't know if What's you know what that? that is. So Wim Hof, uh, the Wim Hof breathing method is um, it's made to like adapt to cold, I believe. Um, and uh, basically, it's taking um, I think it's forty to fifty deep breaths until you like you feel like your body starts vibrating, like mm -hmm. you kind of do in meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, that's when you just um, turn the water to cold. And then you keep doing the breaths until you get back to that state and you relax again. And then you hold your breath until your body like gasps for air. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And I've tried it and like you wake up. Yeah. yeah. Like it wakes you right up. And the cold water water is like something like it really wakes you up and you like feel really good cold for the rest of the Cold water is so good for the body. It mm -hmm. really is. And it also helps to um, close the pores yeah. afterwards so you don't, you're not taking things in that. You don't need to. I wash my face with cold water. Mm -hmm. yeah. You should, and mm -hmm. it just makes the skin really smooth and pretty. Okay. Yeah. So like I wash my face with hot water. No, that opens up the pores, and then it makes it look a little. But oily. don't you want to clean the pores out? Well, you can, but but you could do that with like some abrasion, uh, like gloves or something, or mm -hmm. those puffs or whatever, or even like salt for the mm -hmm. face. But then you should 
finish it with cold water the same way you do for your body. This is skin just like this is skin. Mm -hmm. And it will close the pores and it gives your skin a tight, smooth look and feel. Okay. I don't know. And that. it stops the dirt from getting in there and creating pimples. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll start doing that. I got that from GQ. You did? <laughs> GQ is good for something, isn't it? <laughs> All right. But yeah, um, is there, um, like, is there any tips you would give somebody um like how important i'm sorry how important do you think is um taking chances like let's say somebody's like 15 years old and he wants to be an entrepreneur in the future or wants to do just be a music producer whatever it is right how important is it do you think to like have different experiences of things like getting a job doing this getting a job doing that getting a job doing this or just playing different sports how important do you think experiences are to your future success that word future success that term Mm -hmm. makes me feel funny. So I, w I won't talk about it in terms of future success. I'll talk about it in terms of developing you as a man, a woman, a person, whatever your personal pronoun is that you identify with. Mm -hmm. It's just important in being a human. I mean, what good are we if we don't have any experiences? Mm -hmm. What's the point of the dash between our birth date and our death date? Um, my husband and I talk about all the time creating dash moments that's about those experiences, whether it's work-related or just living, just life. Uh, I really wanted my older son to take a year to just travel internationally and not go to school, not work, not do anything, but just experience stuff. Mm -hmm. And when he got somewhere, if he felt like volunteering, like Herman, you're volunteering at the horse farm with the kids with autism and learning disabilities, if it's that, that's going to create something that builds you up as a human. And if it becomes a part of that future success that maybe mm -hmm. someone's trying to attain, it just does because mm -hmm. it doesn't leave you. Mm -hmm. It has a latent impression on your heart and on, on your mind. So um, I, don't, I don't know if I would look at it specifically as jobs per se, mm -hmm. but it's just experiences, period. Mm -hmm. I, I think we all as humans need to just keep having experiences. And it shouldn't stop at any certain age. I'm still trying to have new experiences every day, mm -hmm. literally every day. I drove today to a place I'd never been to on the west side of Atlanta and just got lost. I, I don't like using GPS. I just wanted to get lost and see could I find my way. Of course I couldn't find my way. All right, so I was in a graffiti parking lot somewhere and I was like, Shit, where am I? So then I pulled out GPS. But the whole few minutes before that mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. just explore and have a new experience. Now I've learned something, you know? Mm -hmm. Someone asked you where that place is, you're like, oh yeah. I, I know exactly that. where it is, because <laughs> now I know all the streets. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so sometimes I take like the long way home just to like see new things that's and it. see what's like, what, that's it. what I'm missing out on. That's right. You don't even mm -hmm. know if there's a new restaurant that's open if you take the same way home every yeah. day. Yeah, that's my big thing. Love trying new foods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I want to try every single restaurant in Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, do you all know Anthony Bourdain? Yes, he passed he, away. He passed away, mm -hmm. committed suicide. But, um, you know, my husband and I talked about him today because we talk about trying new foods. Um, when my husband told me that he had committed suicide, my initial thought was that dude has done everything that he could humanly do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your listeners know his background, but I mean, he was a chef, and then he was an award-winning chef, and he wore, won every award you could win as a chef. Started a TV show, produced, directed, traveled the world, 
ate every food known to man in every culture, drank everything, tried different religions and whatever they're doing. I mean, literally, if you've gone everywhere and done everything. I mean, I know I have weird viewpoints. Just edit that part out on the podcast, because I know everyone's going to be like, who's that lady they had on there? So edit that part out. But I don't know. I just I think that's the whole point of all of this, mm-hmm. is to not leave it all on the earth and then go. There yep. shouldn't be any regrets. Nothing yeah, should be definitely. left. Yep. How, what do you think is a way people can, what, what do you think people can do to avoid regret? Do everything you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Say yes to some things, say no to others. People ask you to do something you don't want to do? No. Don't apologize. I'm sorry. No. 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 Catch me in a couple of weeks, I might say yes. And when somebody asks you to go to Taiwan for two weeks, yeah, and pack a bag and go. Yep. Be binary about making decisions? I'm sorry? Trying to be binary about making decisions. What does that mean, binary? Yes and no? Yeah, like basically like instantly deciding, yeah. Like being unemotional about it kind of deal. Yeah, I'm not a really emotional person in that way. I probably should be a little bit more, but I'm I'm not. I just figure everything will always work out. And if it doesn't, then... Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. It's like me. I like trying new things. Like, I got my scuba diving license uh, last week. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. It was All like, right. and I never even scuba dived before that. I was just like, I want to try it. And I was like, I might as well just get my license. Now, like, where did here. you do it? Uh, in Dominican Republic. Fantastic. So you mm-hmm. did the dive after you finished, mm-hmm. right? So what did yeah. you think? It was pretty fun, actually. Like, it was, right? Mm-hmm. First, it was scary. Because, uh-huh. like, breathing, like, underwater. Exactly. It was like a different thing. And then you just get used to it. After that, I got super used to it. Yeah. And I liked it. I did my certification in Maui uh, four years ago, and um, I ended up flipping over and couldn't get my bearings. Like, I couldn't figure out up and down and right and left, and mm-hmm. I will, I'm going to leave a gross part out, but I got sick. And uh, But then after I figured out where I was and everybody else was there, it was yeah. awesome. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone should try to do it. Like Everybody once. should do really it at least once. Yeah, I want to do that and go skydiving. Yeah. That's so, you know, I have no desire to skydive. Really? I don't know why. Why do I not want to skydive? Honestly, the only reason I want to do is I'm scared of heights. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not scared of heights. So maybe yeah. that's why I don't care. Yeah, I'm scared of heights, and I'm like, I guess that's the only way to do it. Mm. I'm just going to jump out of a plane. I thought about hang gliding. I thought that would be nice. Yeah, that seems pretty fun. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it would be fun and, and you could relaxing. see a lot. Very mm-hmm. relaxing. I think it's peaceful up high like that. So It's kind of like Paris. Have you ever been parasailing? I have. Yeah, I like parasailing. It's super peaceful up top. You know who I took parasailing? Stefan, Lyndon, Malik, Maurice. One summer or really? um, spring break. Did they like it? or They liked it. And, of course, Lyndon went with me. You know, I do everything <laughs> yeah. with Lyndon. We did the slingshot, you know, mm-hmm. where you shoot the people up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Lennon's pretty brave. Like he'll he try, he'll is. try everything. He will, which is why he's my roll dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to be more um, willing to try things I'm really scared of. Like this year, like the past year has taught me, like fear is just one of those things. The only way to get around it is by just doing, uh-huh. by just doing what you're scared of. And like now, I'm really trying to like go above and beyond and be scared of things and like overcome them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what one of mine was. Um, mm-hmm. My husband and I have done all the international travel that I had done previously together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided I really wanted to see could I do it by myself. I just want to 
go far, far away. So um, I went to Thailand by myself uh, and was all prepared to like rent a car and drive and do the whole thing on my own. And I didn't get to do the driving, but all the taxis and the Airbnb and just did it all by myself just to see could I. And then all the fear went away because it wasn't hard and it wasn't mm -hmm. scary and it's not what I had built up in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think the fears are not real. Yeah, it was like that quote by Jason Shetty posted the other day. Like our biggest fear is like our imagination, not yeah. our reality. Well, in the Yoga Sutras, it says that too, um, mm -hmm. that the five big, biggest obstacles, one of them is imagination. And then one of them is actually reality. Our perception of reality becomes an obstacle. So if we get rid of it, going to the um, the fifth, what's it, the four, uh, what's it, by Don Ruiz, um, Don Miguel. Don Miguel Ruiz. Um. The four agreements. The fifth agreement is reality is not reality. It's just what we've perceived and created it to be. So if we got rid of all of that, like, there really wouldn't be any fears. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, so all the greats, I mean, they talk about it. It doesn't matter re religion or, or whether it's something like yoga. They're, they're all saying the same thing. At some point, we have to listen. The we principles take are notes. the same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In our religions, that's my opinion on religion. Like, all the principles are the same. It's going to be what you want to accept. They are. And yeah. it, well, really, religion is rituals. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. religion is. It's setting out these rituals will keep you pure. And everybody's rituals are a little bit different, and whoever their their deity is, is or multiple deities are mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. But that's that's it. The core principles are the same. Yep. Yeah, that's my belief as well. What are some books you would recommend? Like, oh, that you uh, gifted a lot. Let's say, top three. The top one that I have gifted the most: mm -hmm. How to Get Everything You've Ever Wanted. Really, I've heard about that, but I don't know anything about that book. Maybe that's that. What book and I can't even think of the lady's name who wrote it how to get everything you've ever wanted I think was a main thing in, in shifting me a lot of people like the four agreements and I like the four agreements but the fifth agreement I think is a read the alchemist for Ooh, sure I, I, heard, well, I heard that's a good book I haven't read it yet read it multiple times oh but God, let I me tell you once you're done with the alchemist you have to read the pilgrimage really I haven't and read the that. pilgrimage is the actual story the author who wrote The Alchemist of what mm -hmm. happened. So The Alchemist is like a fictional mm -hmm. telling of his real journey. So that's why I would recommend The Pilgrimage. How many is that? How to Get Everything You've Ever Wanted, The Fifth Agreement, The Alchemist, The Pilgrimage, um, and then my book. Let's okay, hold it you, up on the video. Yep. Bam, could 20. You tell, could you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah. 20 um, is the 20 most important lessons that I learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship. And it is a combination of like some of those spiritual manifesting meditation type principles and then just some real life finance, business law, be on time people, like be early kind of principles mm -hmm. that would help anyone who has an entrepreneurial gut instinct to just survive mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. But I think it goes beyond entrepreneurship and it talks about just being a person, period. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do I navigate a loving a love relationship? How do I navigate the breakup of a love relationship? How do I navigate death mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. of a loved one? So it's that type of book. Awesome. I'll definitely give it a read. I haven't read it Thank yet, you. but I will I, give it a I read. I think you should. I think yeah, you'd yeah. enjoy it. I read it. It was I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I used some of like the principles. Did you? Yeah. 
It's like a workbook. It has mm-hmm. exercises really? in there that yeah. you can do. It's yeah. just like on the day on your life, basically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. See, like my problem is like I can. It's really hard for me to like try to find time to read. And like I try to read audiobooks. every night. Audiobooks. I can't pay attention. Like in the car, oh, I listen to yeah. podcasts. Oh, I, I love out. audiobooks I, and podcasts. Yeah, 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 like I'm, I'm I, I like I'm also have ADHD. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, so like I think I'm, most I feel like people I, I, like this are like yeah. that. So yeah, like I like to like consistently when I'm driving, like I look around or I start <laughs> looking at my phone or I'll just explore things. I'm okay, like, so, so let me tell you, it takes yeah. me forever to get through an audiobook because of that. I can mm-hmm. only listen for maybe five to ten minutes at a time and then I got to shut it down. And then turn to like music or something? Elsewhere. Yeah. yeah I'm assuming and that. I don't even listen to music that much. My mind is just constantly like... Yeah. That's why meditation is so important to me. I've realized like that is what grounds me. And that's why I got to start the day like yeah. that. And like I'm, I've been trying to and like same thing like because I'm like... There's my sleep cycle is so messed up because some nights I'll go to bed at four, some nights I go to bed at two, and then some nights I'll go to bed at n- midnight. But like, when every morning when I wake up, I'm always in a rush and I'm trying to like avoid that. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. have that. And I want to start like meditating right when I wake up. But most times I'm just like, like it just helps to settle you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I think people are confused as to what meditation is, and mm-hmm. and I did a, a workshop, an intro to a meditation class, and I broke down like all the different styles of meditation and. They all have different processes, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the one that I think is really best for most people who are starting out is to not think about that term meditation. Stop trying to stop your thoughts. Actually let your thoughts run. Yep. And I recommend to people to have like maybe a pad of paper and a pen. And like when the thoughts run and maybe a good idea pops in there, jot it down. Because mm-hmm. the reason our minds are running like that is because... It's like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, that would be great. Oh, I got to call him. Oh, I don't feel like calling her. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're like jotting down your stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. it'll let your brain relax knowing that you might come back to it. And that's it. Our brains are just constantly going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was, I was driving back from Florida, and then I remember you said if you have like a great idea, you should write it down. So I, I stopped and I started writing down like this idea. How do you? <laughs> I'm gonna give you a hug when this is over. How important is journaling to you? Like, do you like do a morning journal or anything like that, or do you just like journal when you need to kind of do? I journal when I'm in the mood, mm-hmm. when I need to, and I have every journal I've ever written in since 1988. Wow. It's like a library. And sometimes I go back and I read and I'm like, who is that chick? <laughs> it's going to, and this is why I tell people to journal because you think you're going to remember what you're thinking and how you feel right now. You will be a different man a month from now, a year from now, five years from now. Mm-hmm. If you look back on the way you thought a year ago, mm-hmm. you're a different person now I than you were then. Because yep. I'm just like, man, I can't believe that I was doing that. Yeah. Things like that. Even like a couple months ago. Yeah, it's like, yeah. me too. Like, That's yeah. the point of journaling. That really came out of my mouth. Like things like that. I hate when That's people say people don't change. People, people are, are changing all, changing all the time. We're mm-hmm. all changing. It may not be in a direction that we would want someone else to change in, but they're changing the way they need to for their journey. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Everybody has their own journey and they need yeah. to just follow. Mm-hmm. And we're just interacting with each other on our paths. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you could spend a day with someone, if like fictional or non-fictional, who would it be? I don't know. It's a hard question. Anybody. 
I know this is going to sound terrible. I'm not going to say it. I don't really like people very much. Um, <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a person. Let's say a place. If you could spend a day anywhere in the world or with anyone in the world, Gosh, where would it like, be? Seriously, I don't know. Like, I, I would want to go like, like multiple places. <laughs> yeah, like my thing, I would pick either Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk. Tony Robbins talks too loud and too fast for me. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't want anyone talking at me. I think what, what I would want is some fictional person who's like, we're, we're doing this. Does that make sense? We're like giving and receiving together. Mm-hmm. I don't need anyone to teach me during my time when I'm having my fantasy day. I understand. Mm-hmm. I'd rather flow, and I probably wouldn't want to talk that much at all. I would want to have more of an energetic exchange I'm yeah. not sure that that makes a lot of sense but uh, I don't understand what you said yeah, yeah. like I it's could like sit by a adventure. river yeah. yeah you know if if the three of us were just sitting at a river or something and, and watching some mm-hmm. serpent go through the water and be like did you see that shit <laughs> like we didn't say anything else that would be so comfortable to me mm-hmm. and I don't think people take time to be still anymore so maybe that's why it's hard for me because I can't think of anyone that I really just want to sit quietly with them that I'm not already doing that with. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Are you sure that makes sense? Yeah. It it, it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. It makes sense to me. Like, you just want to enjoy, like, nature and stuff and just enjoy life, I guess, in the moment rather than having someone, like, just talk to you and teach you things and just... Be busy. I guess just be busy throughout the day. Yeah, I don't. I don't like busyness. Mm-hmm. What was the favorite place you've ever traveled to? This is more of a personal question. I just want to know. Love traveling. I have. I have different places for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked on one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of, "Where's your favorite place to go and chill and disconnect?" Mm-hmm. And mine is my grandmother's property in South Carolina. They don't have good. Um, cell coverage so my I can't talk on the phone and they don't have internet <laughs> right and so I can't Facebook or Instagram I can't read anyone's tweets I'm totally disconnected when I'm there and she lives on the famous Black River I mean it's just a really amazing river that has a lot of undercurrents and I could sit there by that river from sun up to sundown and just watch vultures and big fish and alligators and just know that I'm totally disconnected from everything. I think a lot of people need to do that. Just have like a couple of hours a day where you're just not on their phone or internet or anything. Like shut it down. Even once a week. Like having like two hours off to just, I do that sometimes. I'll be driving and I'm like, I'm not doing this. Turning my phone off and turning the radio off and I just drive. And it'll all be there when you come back. Exactly. Trust me, it's yeah. not going to disappear. Yeah, I hate waking up with that anxiety of, like, I need to check my phone, make sure everything's okay, and if yeah. I need to put out any fires, I need to do that right now. My kids know, and, and you probably know too, like, uh, if people are trying to reach me uh, at certain hours, my phone's not even near me. I don't charge my phone in my bedroom or by my bed. Okay. The uh, blue light's not good for you, and there's microwaves that come mm-hmm. from it. So really, it should be more than two feet away from you. But I charge my phone in a whole different room. Because when I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. This is my yeah. mm-hmm. special 
yeah. shut it down time. And when I wake up, that cannot be the first thing I see. Yeah, I have a bad habit of doing that. Yeah, when I too. wake up, it's usually the first thing I see. Yeah. Has that yeah. always been the way for you? Like you no. keep technology away or has that started mm-hmm. recently? That was when the spiritual thing happened okay. about four or five years ago. And how did that like improve your life? Hundred. I mean, just completely whole different chick. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try it. Because for me, it's usually my phone is the first thing I do when I wake up, and then it's the last thing I do before I go to bed. No, I don't do that. No. But yeah. now I've been trying to, like, before I go to bed, I just start to read, yes. you know, like 15 pages. Yep. Because I feel like it's better for you. Than just, I tell you, know. you what, try meditating. Before bed? Shut everything down and just recapitulate. Go through, summarize the day, like go backwards, everything that happened and how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. And then give yourself, like, a positive mantra or word or phrase and then go to sleep on that yep i do affirmations at night sometimes like if I'm, especially like if i'm having like a a rougher day or like mm-hmm. just a busy day where like a lot went on mm-hmm. like i'll do like affirmations and then i'll just pass out and then go to sleep yep. it will change your mm-hmm. dreams it'll change the way you wake up it'll change your sleep yep. i'm yep. trying to get those people who live in my house that would be my husband and mm-hmm. son i call them the people i'm trying to get those people <laughs> to stop watching like uh, fighting movies or playing Fortnite or watching the news before going to bed because those are the last images that are in your head and mm-hmm. it affects your dreams and your sleep. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, my, I at least try to read every night. I have at least a few pages. That's like a must for me. Or meditating. And like if you were trying to get into I've been trying to get in Herman and meditating for the longest time. You won't listen to me. I haven't had much time. Yeah. It's no such minutes. thing. Yeah. I meditate in my no car. Some days. Because I'm like, I don't have time, but I'm going to go sit in my car for five or minutes. Or wake meditate. up like 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, try try for five minutes. Good. There's apps. You can use 10% Happier. There's um Headspace. Yeah, I downloaded Headspace. So yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah. Come to my house. Let's just mm-hmm. sit on the deck. Yeah, Let's get the that. meditation mm-hmm. cushions out and just sit under the sun and watch the new hummingbird nest that's just been built in we the tree. You can do that this weekend. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Am I home? Is it Father's Day weekend? Is that this weekend? I believe it's next weekend. It's next weekend? Okay, so I'm yeah. home. Yeah, <laughs> come over. Yep. Have you tried like different kinds of meditations? I have. If so, which one's like your... I really like walking meditation. Walking meditation. Um, transcendental meditation like is the one that I go to now. Go ahead. teach me? That's possible. You have to actually teach yourself. Okay, really? Because I've been, like, I've been trying to, so according to, like, what I've been reading is, like, you have to learn from someone that is, but, like, I don't, you, I don't know the hymns or whatever, like, the chants or whatever I have to you, do. No, so transcendental meditation is where everything is gone. Really? There's nothing. I thought you were, like, supposed to make, like, a noise or something at some point. No. No, is no, that no. not it? Mm-mm. Okay. Transcendental is nothing is there. You're okay. in space. You're in the gap. Okay. So maybe I'm That's it. But, but let me say this. There, remember I was telling you all the different styles of meditation? There are styles within transcendental okay. that are trying to get you to transcend. That's the whole point of the word, transcend. Mm-hmm. You're trying to transcend everything. So you know that term pratyahara where all of the senses are gone? Mm-hmm. You don't hear. I, I always do this in workshops. I equate this to when you're driving in the car and you're thinking really hard about something and you don't really pay attention to the stoplight. But you're following mm-hmm, the rules mm-hmm. you turn because you're going home and you know the way but you don't pay attention to the fact that you're turning music is playing but you don't hear the music playing the temperature is blowing on you but you don't feel it right mm-hmm. that's the remove you've transcended all of that it doesn't mean it's not still happening but you're so focused on that one thing in your mind you don't see you don't hear you don't feel 
all of the senses are gone. That's transcendental meditation. You've gone beyond everything. So you're not making a sound, there's not an affirmation, you're not sitting a certain way. None of that even exists. You're gone. Yeah, That's a that. very good feeling. And yeah. then I'm mad when I have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you tried um, Soto Zen meditation? Tell me what it is. I think uh, it's a sitting meditation. I tried it. There's a place in Atlanta. Um, it's uh, probably about 20 minutes from here. Um, they do every Wednesday to do a, a class for it, and it's free. But what what is like? Tell me what you. So did. basically, what we did is we sat on the little meditation thing, mm-hmm. um, and there was a Buddhist monk mm-hmm. that was talking to us, and he explained the whole history of Buddhism, and then we sat and um, we sat and he made us turn around and look at the wall mm-hmm. and stare at one point at the wall. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. and just sit, but sit like in a straight. Your back has to be mm-hmm. straight. You have to have your hands like this, and you yeah. have to sit in that position. Their thing mm-hmm. is. Um, Sitting is the most important part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's sitting Zen meditation. That's what Soto okay. means. Okay. And like, it was really, it was different for me because I haven't tried it before. But it was a really good experience. Um, I think that's very good. And that's what I do in the morning. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't like giving definitions and labels to things. So mm-hmm. if you want to call it Soto Zen, if you want to call it transcendental, whatever it is, I sit still. I have meditation cushion and I have meditation stool. Um, and I'm outside and I'm very still and then I don't feel anything because I'm gone mm-hmm. and then I come back and Either bugs are biting me or the sun is burning me or the rain has soaked me whatever's happened But I, I, I just am not aware of any of that What happens when people who have not been practicing for a while do that? It becomes fidgety or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You feel like you want to move you yeah and meditation should not be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something that you're trying to do. And that's why I try to steer people away from jumping right to that. You notice I mentioned walking meditation. Walking meditation, you'll see, um, like in movies and things, a lot of monks do that. They're walking through the labyrinths and the gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, walking meditation is where you're letting your mind flow as you're moving. Cause there's a natural rhythm to the way the arms and the legs move and the heart rate and the blood flow and you're breathing but like the driving the car your mind is someplace else and that single pointed focus mm-hmm. um, that's the paying attention to the one thing whatever the one thing is and that's why I said somebody else shouldn't teach you you know what your body what feels right for you to be in that space mm-hmm. I can't know that for you he can't know that for you there's no master yeah. you are your own master okay okay well I'll try to teach myself <laughs> yeah like like yeah. just yeah. find what puts you in a state of peace and mm-hmm. comfort to me it's a, like breathing meditation to me is really good then that yeah, is that's what I usually do. Stick with that. no that's what I usually do but I like I've been wanting to try different kinds and you should yeah you absolutely should because what will happen is you'll take a piece from this and say oh I love that and you'll take a piece from this and say, I like that. Yep. It's almost like the whole religion thing mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. It's not saying this is the way. It's that's the way for you. Okay. It's like we do when I make like workout plans. Like if I work out with someone that's else, it. I take some of their exercises. That's it. Some of their exercises. Yeah. yeah. Cooking. Mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. The recipe mm-hmm. may not work for me. I need a dish, of, a pinch of this and a dash of that. Mm-hmm. 
Or even yeah. business, you learn a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person. You little learn a little bit from falling down, from losing an account. And then Everything. you figure out what's your best personality right. for what business you're running. You're going to do it differently than I'm going to do it. Absolutely. That's why business partners exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you support each other with yep. your strengths. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. I highly recommend if getting a business partner, that always helps. There's other Somebody things they can help you with. Somebody who's a little bit different yeah. than you are. Yeah. 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 Like me and Noah, like I'm better at like the whole business like trying to grow it and he's uh -huh. better at like toning in on people and working with them ah very yeah. good yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like that's our strengths and like i have my weaknesses he has his and we kind of just focus on each other yeah yeah but then there's some people that don't like business partners like my dad he doesn't like business well partners, i mean so. sometimes yeah. he's just had a bad experience yeah i've had a bad experience too but i mean you know you can't let that all affect probably yeah. had bad experiences mm -hmm. with that and then like you said earlier herman everybody's changing and growing and developing. So sometimes yeah. you're here, you're cool, and then it just goes this way, and mm -hmm. it's just time to separate. Mm -hmm. Agree. I don't have a business partner right now. Do you want one? <laughs> no. Yeah, sometimes it's yeah. fun to just do things on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's best for you to do things on your own. I'm not looking for that term you used earlier, a future success right now. I'm just kind of experiencing. Going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, where can people find you, and where can they buy your book if they're looking to buy they it? They can find me and buy the book in the same place, or or Althea Lawton Thompson com. That's my full name. Or you can find me on all social media as Althea Lawton Thompson. And then the book is also available on Althea Lawton Thompson com. Or you can go to Amazon for both of the books. Yeah, awesome. Just look up Twenty and Althea Lawton Thompson. Awesome. Do you have any social media people can find you at? Facebook, Althea Lawton Thompson. I like saying that. L-A-W-T-O-N Thompson with a P in the middle. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I don't like Twitter. I tried, y'all. I, do. I don't know why it doesn't work for me. I'm just, I'm just not good at just writing my thoughts on there. Like, like it I don't just want... seems ridiculous. Yeah, right. Like, I don't, I don't want to complain. I just teach stuff now. It's not even like I'm writing. Yeah, I don't want to complain. You know, like, I try to stay as far as away as I can from complaining, and all I see on there is people complaining. It's complaining. About... Yeah. That's why I stopped reading feeds on Facebook. And on Instagram, I only follow, like, things that bring me joy. You know, mm -hmm. like, pretty landscapes or people traveling to other places I haven't been in putting out, you know, like, things that are happening in this particular culture or place. Um, but to your question, Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Althea Lawton Thompson, Living Life Limitlessly. Um, and on Facebook, I also have the Living Life Limitlessly page and the Althea's Retreats page. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about your retreats? I was going to ask you, kind of escape oh, my mind, because I'm, I'm interested yeah. in retreats. Okay, yeah. so let me tell you, let me tell you, the retreats... Um, started out as a way to get people to step away from their everyday life that I think was causing dis-ease or disease, mm -hmm. causing mm -hmm. illnesses that people were manifesting by stress. So I started taking people um, to the Georgia mountains for just two or three days um, a couple times a year. And then that expanded to, okay, I'm going to take y'all to Las Vegas and we're going to do a spa in Vegas and then I'm going to drive you to the Grand Canyon and we're going to be out there. And then that turned into an adventure retreat in Puerto Rico for four days. And I had people rappelling down waterfalls and 
um, you know, kayaking at night through the mangroves to look at bioluminescent organisms. Most exciting (laughs) retreat I've ever done was Mm -hmm. that one. Um, And so now they are week-long events in different countries. So I'm doing two weeks in Costa Rica next month. One is a healing retreat where we'll do all yoga, Pilates, Reiki, meditation, um, and a lot of the natural springs and waterfalls. And then the second one is adventure. So we'll be having the ATVs and we'll be going up in the mountains and climbing the waterfalls and zip lining and doing all that great stuff. And then um, Bali is next year and we're going to do a cruise to the Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos so we can get people out doing some free diving and Mm -hmm. snorkeling and things that, you know, people just aren't doing that they should do. Mm -hmm. I I just want people to step away and see what else is out there and mm-hmm. then you can come back refreshed mm-hmm. to real life so that's what althea's retreats are all about so how can people like sign up for these retreats Just um, they, they are all on my website on althea lawton thompson.com <laughs> um on the travel page so my my website is broken up into four pages because i'm a serial entrepreneur and nothing has anything to do with anything else so there's the DJ page, and my DJ name is DJ Renaissance, because I'm the Renaissance woman. And so there's that, and then there's the books, and then there's travel, and then there's AYM, which is aerobics, yoga, and more, and that's my fitness company. So the thing that actually pays bills is the corporate wellness company, and I have several teachers that go out and teach yoga, Pilates, and meditation for corporations in Atlanta. Wow. And that's what we do every day. It's awesome. I don't know that. Yeah, because I never talk about that part. Yeah, you should. And I'll have a yoga class for all my employees. It's great. I mean, you'd be amazed how many companies are bringing um, us in to teach a one-hour meditation every week. And the people are coming, and I get to use essential oil and stones and crystals. It's really great when companies are open. I would do that for if I had like a two, three hundred person company. And their people are happy Mm -hmm. and they love it. One of the largest power companies here in Georgia, Oglethorpe Power Company. I've been with them for nine years and we teach yoga four days a week. Wow, that's awesome. A lot of people don't know that. That's awesome. I've been trying to get like Richie from our roommates in the yoga. (laughs) I love yoga. (laughs) And I love Raji. I love yoga and I love Raji. So that would be a nice combination. (laughs) Six foot eight Rajiv doing some yoga on a mat. That would be. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. Um, Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Namaste, peace, light, and love. Thank you all both so much for having me. This has been an honor. And then just for my camera, tell everybody who you all are. Absolutely. My name is Dilshan Singh. I am 19 years old. I run a small business here in Elena. I'm slowly growing. We're currently the fastest growing valley company here in Georgia. Um, besides that, I love meditation. Um, just uh, somebody that's just trying to, you know, build my own life. I'm following my path, and I'm very happy. I love it. Uh, my name is Herman Tucker. Uh, I'm 20 years old, a college student at the University of Georgia, majoring in exercise and sports science. I love fitness, working out, just doing physical activity, and I love nature. Nature, nature is awesome, and I also love to cook. So I'm, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Come by the house and let's cook something. Okay, yeah, All definitely. Right. We're starting yeah. a cooking show. Yeah, we're starting too. a cooking show. Oh, I'm going to be on that. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. All right. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. I'm going to bring some of my ingredients, and then I'm just going to make it work in whatever you're making. Awesome, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be me, yeah. him, and Noah, my other business partner. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we're starting a cooking show. Yeah. We just did an interview on our, we, him and I run a podcast called Legacy Plus Currency Podcast. 
and it's just a podcast where our goal is to empower like the younger generation and but where even if that's entrepreneurship or they're just looking to just expand their knowledge on things and our goal is to bring in people that are more educated on things or have different experiences about things and tell us about them and we can share those with you and I follow their podcast. I love it. I think it's fantastic. So I recommend that you do it also. Thank you. All, All right, right, guys. This was awesome. Thank you. It's fun. I think the first, what do I do now? <laughs>